Hi, welcome back to another episode of Not a Girl Boss. I'm McKenna. And I'm Peyton. And we are so excited to be back again this week. Um, it was funny, Peyton and I were talking about a date that my boyfriend and I went on a couple weeks ago, where we basically were asking each other what our red flags would be. Like, say that we weren't together and we just know each other. What would our red flags be? Now, I guess in hindsight, that could have gone really badly, but it actually didn't go that bad at all. So then it made Peyton and I talk about red flags and things. So we were like, you know what? Let's just make this a whole episode. You know, the red flags, the icks, all kind of off of like the he's a 10 but sort of situation. And look, I get it. I know I'm in a relationship and she's single. So we don't really know much about like dating at the present moment. <laughs> but I still think that we have some quality things to say or at least some amusing things to say. Yeah. I don't think you need to be in a relationship to know what you do and don't want from a partner, you know? Yeah, I mean, you learn it more when you are in Yeah, definitely. But you still have a baseline of things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you also learn through platonic relationships, too, what you don't want in any in any form of relationship and I think that that's helpful too yeah so should we start with our red flags I feel like all of our red flags are very straightforward basically common sense to be honest yeah I mean well when you hear them read out loud you're like oh yeah this is common sense like everybody should be aware of this but there are plenty of people that still end up getting into relationships with people with these red flags there in like big big bolded font and so you have rose colored glasses on in those situations so it's pretty hard to I know so I think that like it's easy for us to sit here and be like oh it's such common sense to not get with somebody that's like you know egotistical or you know whatever but when you like somebody you never know so never know comments all right goes well, out the window. we'll kind of lay the groundwork with our red flags and then move on to x because those are kind of fun not gonna lie yeah. i also um, really love playing uh relationship guru even though i've never been in a relationship it's one of my favorite things i love when mckenna comes to me with uh like questions or like help or something in terms of a relationship and I genuinely sit there and try to therapize her and I'm like bitch I've never been in a relationship before how the first of all how the hell would I know and second of all what right do I have to sit here and tell you what to do it's just nice to have somebody listening sometimes yeah isn't that person you know you get a different perspective yeah but like I genuinely sit there and I think that I like I know all of these things I'm really good at knowing what is wrong in a relationship I'm really good at spotting those things which I think is a good thing but also like what is that what does that say about me and my lived experiences oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, tbd yeah 
TBT. We don't have to unpack that. Okay, so first red flag, I think this one's pretty easy if they don't text you first. And basically what I mean by this is just if you're the one that's always starting every conversation that you have, then that's a problem because they should want to talk to you and they should reach out on their own. And if they're not doing that, then they're only thinking about you when you're thinking about them or like, you know, it just, there needs to be effort on both sides. And if it's one-sided, then it doesn't work. Hmm. That should be a red flag. That's true. That's, yeah, that's really annoying. Actually, when we took my, the personality test last week, it like, um, or was it the Zodiac? It was one of my personality types. It was talking about how I typically am the person to initiate conversations first. And I was like, yeah, I do always do that. And it can be really exhausting. And then it can also lead you into like, I don't know, spiraling episodes where you're just like, why, why aren't they talking to me? Like, it, why don't they want to reach out to me? Is there something wrong with me? Do they not like me? Blah, 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 blah. So, but I will yeah. also say that in defense of bad textures, I hate texting, calling people. I, I don't like it. I'm really bad at it. Even emailing. Like, I will get, like, there will be times when I'm just, like, too anxious to answer a message. And I don't even know what it is. It's not even, like, a message. It's not even in a conversation that is, like, high stakes or like confrontational or something like I don't know I get like text (laughs) anxiety or something I don't know it's a thing people have it and I recognize that it's a flaw because I will see when somebody texts me and I'll read it and I'll like purposely just like not respond for a while and then I'll be like oh my god I have to respond to this person and then I keep postponing it and postponing it and I don't know why I do that and I make it worse for myself so one of my biggest pet peeves is when people have their red receipts on read a message and then don't answer yeah I don't have my red drives me absolutely insane you read the message reply But I recognize that I come from a family in which texting is like our primary form of communication between each other. And there has always been an expectation that if you are sent a message, you need to reply. I'm not talking like an hour later. No, I mean like you need to reply in a solid five minutes. If there's no answer in five minutes, getting a phone call. Like I have been trained to be on top of my messages so I feel like for me, if somebody texts me, unless it's like a group chat or something that I don't need to reply to, like if somebody's sending me a direct message, I feel it in myself that I need to reply as soon as possible. That's I'll be in the shower, I'll be cooking, but if I get a text message, I'm like, I need to reply. So I'm on like one end of the spectrum of just like reply, reply, reply. And I, I love, I'm like, if somebody's sending me a text, like I want them to reply as soon as I see it. Now, obviously, that's not always possible. People read messages when they're in class at work in different situations. So I understand that that's not like across the board, but 
I don't know. I just communication. It's a big deal. Yeah, I'm not good at that. But this is about initiating conversations, not replying, because everybody has their own way of doing that. So yeah. And as long as y'all figure it out for yourselves, it's fine. Oh, but I was also going to say, I think this does apply well to friendships too, because I don't know if you've been in this scenario, but I've been in this situation where, you know, you start to feel like things are a bit one-sided. So you just stop texting and then you just don't talk to that person anymore because they don't text you. And that is very Mm -hmm. eye-opening. It's sad, but once you realize like, yeah, I was the one putting in all of the effort Mm -hmm. and there's like visible proof that they are not. Yeah it kind of becomes that validation that you were right mm-hmm. about, you know, the friendship or the, the situation. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree with that. I've experienced that before. All right. So I guess another one going off of like this whole communication topic, because they don't talk about you. If other people don't know that they, that you exist, mm. I'm not saying that everybody needs to know every detail not that at all please no um (laughs) please no please no but you know other people should know that you are an important part of their life yeah and that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people but whatever that means for you I feel like that's that's a fair thing to expect yeah now I I guess some people have to hide relationships and there isn't the open freedom to be able to talk about them the way that you would want to or like yeah. would normally do. Mm-hmm. So this is very much in an idealized situation for this to be like yeah. a red flag if they don't talk about you. But again, that's something that you and the other person would communicate and have like yeah. your expectations, I guess, mm-hmm. decided. I don't know. I'm not sure how you would figure that all out. But I do think that like if they don't talk about you or like, they don't get excited to like you know does that make yeah. sense yeah, yeah no I I agree with that yeah it, initially I was gonna say like you know some people like they can't be open about their relationships but you yeah you mentioned that um but yeah I think it's important to like show that like you're proud of being with your significant other and yeah that's that's a good way to put it yeah um like you're not ashamed of it yeah I think that I get really annoyed at people when they make their entire personality trait like their the fact that they're dating and I'm like like not every single little thing in this world has to remind you of your boyfriend's girlfriend like right that's that's a bit much or if you're just like hanging out with somebody and then they're just like only ever talking about their partner and it's like okay let's not like let's be here instead of there all of the time um but yeah I do think that's important I see people like in in like influencer relationships and like public relationships and stuff um a lot of people talk about like relationships that are private but not secret and so there's Mm -hmm. a there's a tiktoker her name is victoria paris um 
and she she kind of like gained a reputation for doing all of like these outfit check videos and she lives in like New York City and blah 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 um but she like totally like rebranded herself in like the past year and like she came out as bisexual um and she's in a relationship with a with a woman um and like she kind of shows her on social media but she never shows her face um but like she'll show you know like them like holding hands or like a side of her and so like the soft launch yes so you know that she's in a relationship and with a woman and she's not trying to keep her relationship a secret she obviously is like happy to be in a relationship and like proud of this relationship but she's not like you know throwing it in people's faces and she's also because she's an influencer she's trying to like protect the privacy of like yeah her partner and everything so that's a little bit different but like I don't know I think that like that element of a relationship can be nice like you said not just like not sharing everything you don't always have to share like everything about your relationship with people even if you're best friends I think that can I don't know I have this thing where I actually feel like people that are always boasting about their relationships and like I don't know being too open about mm, the intimacies of their relationship, I feel as though, I don't want to like assume, but I always kind of just have this inkling that those people must not be in as great of relationship as they make it out to be. Um, I don't know. I remember in high school, there would be a lot of people that would like totally overshare about the people that they were with. And I was like, what's the point of doing this? Obviously, I understand now that a lot of it was just to like show off, you know, like you're young, they're probably in like one of their first relationships and they want to seem cool and whatever. In hindsight, a lot of it doesn't make you cool, but if that makes them sleep better at night, fine. But I think that. I don't know when you always have to try and tell people try and tell people all the time how happy you are and how in love you are it's like okay awesome why do you have to try and keep proving it to me like I think it's just strange and so I see Mm -hmm. this happening a lot on social media too yeah um and it's not just with celebrities it's with just anybody and they post pictures of them and their partner like all the time like every picture or it's just like it's just a photo of their partner and then there's like a long ass caption and it's like this is this is our um second month anniversary and (laughs) you are the love of my life you make my my world around and you 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 are the you're my twin flame (laughs) I saw I do like her but she's getting a little like it's a little cringy say Megan Fox no I wasn't gonna say Megan Fox but that that's a great example 100% 
but there's this dancer. Her name is Jade uh, Chenwa. She's like a Millennium Dance Complex dancer, and she I think she's in like a couple TV shows and stuff. But mm-hmm. she's in a relationship with this other actor, and they like they always kind of post like really cringy couple dances where they're like really sexual and I'm like why but like she posted like a photo for their year anniversary and it was this long caption she's like I love looking into your eyes and you like spark a fire within my soul and then like at the bottom it's like you are my twin flame you are my other half She's like, I can't imagine a life without you. And you're just so sexy. I want to jump your bones all the time. And I'm like, what is this? I, I'm, I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Maybe so for just really private people. Because that sounds like my worst nightmare. I, but like, I think that, I just, that is a lot. I think it's a lot. And I bet they really are in love like they're, I'm not saying that they're not in love but it's like I I, I just think the it's a lot and I don't yeah and I don't understand why people have to try so hard to constantly prove to other people that they are in love or they found their soulmate and I'm like okay that's cool but like this is a two-person relationship so like as long as you two know that, awesome. Good. Megan, yeah. Megan Fox is another great example of that. I saw that, like, when they, her and MGK got engaged, people, people were kind of talking about this in terms of, like, what they post on social media and what they, like, caption their posts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people were saying, like, the longer the caption on an engagement photo post, means that like you're not gonna stay engaged essentially <laughs> oh I haven't heard that theory and you should yeah, check it you they had like a it. they had like a really long caption and it was like I I don't know something weird about like sharing blood or I don't know they're kind of in you know strange things uh to each their own but it does come off as a bit toxic and unhealthy um but like yeah people were saying that it essentially is like what do you need to prove what's the point so that's kind of that's kind of how I feel again yeah maybe people will listen to this and be like yeah you two are like I don't know (laughs) so picky (laughs) and I'm like I don't I don't know you have to know the person that you're with I know yeah. that if my boyfriend ever posted something like that, I'd be like, what on earth? Yeah. Like, what? I see that. It would just throw me off because that's yeah. not the type of person that I am. That's not what, like, yeah. that doesn't speak to me. But, yeah. you know, if that speaks to you, then. Yeah. You do I you, also, boo. like. That's, like, my, my motto. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I see it also happening a lot with, like, Justin Bieber and. Haley Bieber like he does that a lot with her and it's I don't know it just makes me feel weird I just yeah I don't I I don't I don't really get it 
So, yeah. well, on the opposite end of the spectrum, from being overly lovey-dovey and things like that, <laughs> um, another red flag would be the whole jealousy controlling thing. Now, mm. I think there's a caveat to this. I personally think a little bit of jealousy is okay. I think that it's kind of nice when somebody gets jealous, but not in like an overly jealous, not mature mm. way. I think that there's mature yeah. and immature ways to handle jealousy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the emotion is obviously very natural. I like if somebody didn't get jealous, I would be a little like, what? I get jealous. But I think the level of maturity at which you handle said jealousy is mm-hmm. what's important in this scenario. Yeah. Um, and same thing with like controlling. I think some people have different boundaries and different um, ideas of what controlling means. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I feel like there's a really, I don't know, like a, a gray area between what is the boundary that you have and you've set for yourself and then what is just being upright controlling yeah um, towards your partner but I think I feel like that's something that you just kind of have to have like a like intuitive gut feeling yeah exactly exactly. you know and you'll know if it's like a true red flag or not or if it's something you all can just talk out if your partner's boundary, so to speak, is that like you're not allowed, say you're in a heterosexual relationship and you're a woman, if your partner's boundary is, oh, you're not allowed to go and interact with any men ever, it's like, hmm, that's an interesting boundary. <laughs> Why have you said that? It, to me, that doesn't really seem like a boundary. That seems like something that stems much more from insecurity and jealousy. Yeah. And if there's con- a lack of like specificity to it. No, if yeah. they come to you and they're like, there's this specific person and they make mm-hmm. me uncomfortable, then I think that that's more of an approachable conversation. Yeah. For the two of you to hash out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just generally like a big old blanket statement, like, I don't want you to hang out with the opposite sex. Like, um, people go to work, people go to school, our lives that include people of all genders. So that is an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. But specificity leads to more conversation on that. Mm-hmm. There's actually something to unpack there versus the blanket statement. Cause then it's just like, how do you work with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's impossible to, like, not be a little bit jealous. Yeah. I I can't, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's really hard to never be jealous at all. Yeah, Um, that's unrealistic. But I think, I don't know. Not that you should, like, keep it to yourself and keep it internalized, but, like, you don't always have to go and mention every single little thing that makes you jealous because jealousy I feel like a lot of the times is mainly a you problem and you got to work that out so don't hold that against your partner like yeah so yeah I agree I think that's fair like obviously Mm -hmm. you can talk to them about it but if you're 
getting jealous over stuff that you can recognize as really small stuff that's out of their control. Yeah. You just got to sit with it for a minute and acknowledge it and be like, damn, I'm really jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like something else, maybe kind of going along with that, is a partner that is always trying to constantly one up you. And whether yes. that be in terms of successes. Um, or also like not failures but like with your problems essentially like always essentially invalidating your problems and what you're feeling so like if you were to come home from like a really shitty day at work and you just want to go and like complain you know and then like the person that you're talking to is like oh, well, you think you had a shitty day at work while, like, mine was a million times worse, so you have no right to complain. Or, like, obviously, it can grow in... different forms. Yeah, it can be different in terms of, like, severity and, like, how serious it is. Um, But, like, that just really bothers me because it feels really, like, invalidating and it's like what are you trying to prove like you're Mm -hmm. constantly just like worse off than me or you know or if they're always trying to one-up you in terms of successes it's like okay well what do you get out of being better than me at everything why can't you be proud yeah why can't you be secure in what you're doing and allow me to do what I'm doing and support me and be there for me Mm mm-hmm And so, I don't know, that's just, that's something that really bothers me. I've experienced that in friendships, Mm -hmm. and that really sucks. And so, I can obviously imagine that that would also really suck in a relationship. I feel like a lot of these red flags, like, I feel like a lot of their root cause is the other person being, like, really insecure and just, like, not... I don't know, not fully happy with themselves, which can obviously cause a lot of issues, even though I do kind of believe that it's kind of messed up to say that, like, people that don't fully love themselves or who aren't fully secure in themselves, like, shouldn't be in a relationship. I think that's that's kind of mean because <laughs> not yeah, everybody... Not I don't think yeah. most people yeah. are there but yet. I, yeah. But I feel like people that are genuinely, like, super, super insecure, that's when, like, the really bad jealousy forms and, like, the conceited, egotistical behavior forms, too. You know, always just, like, it's, like, essentially, it makes you feel like the only reason they're in a relationship with you is so that they can use you to make themselves, like, feel better about themselves in, in whatever way. Like, you're their punching bag for some reason, and that sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's our two cents from a relationship girly and a single girly. Yep. So, um take it how you will (laughs) yeah with a grain of salt even take Um, it with a grain of salt or 
in absolute all seriousness, like this is Bible. Obviously the best advice. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Um, okay. So next up, we wrote down some icks. Now these are highly, highly personalized. So yes. please yes. don't take offense to any of these. If you fall under this category, this is not meant to, you know, shame you or anything like that. These are just so personal. I also, though, (laughs) I feel like people listening will either fall into the category of like having a type like yours and then having a type like mine. Oh, because we are polar opposites. (laughs) Could not be more different in our taste in people. So I think that our ex will reflect that. So if your team, me, McKenna, let us know. And if your team, Peyton, also let us know. I'd be very curious to see who's ex, y'all. I'd be very curious to see who's team Peyton. That seems (laughs) I want to know. Unlikely. Unlikely. I want to know. But possible. Um, Okay. I'm going to start. Just come out and say it. Being overly affectionate is an ick for me. I don't think that getting compliments all the time is nice because then it makes them seem ingenuine. And I don't like that. I don't need to constantly be told, yes, that's the word. I don't constantly need to be told, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you're so smart. Like, okay. I do. I need to be validated. I it's not that I I'm don't insecure. like compliments. <laughs> That's why I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> I love compliments and I'm very appreciative to get them. I'm also the person that says thank you when somebody compliments me. And it's very like, thank you. Well, and what I don't else know do what you to say? say? That's what I, I don't say. know. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to lie to someone and compliment them <laughs> when I can't. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, just being overly affectionate is just not my vibe I'm also not really into PDA so like just people that are just some people really like that I'm not those people your love language is not physical touch no 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 same I'm comfortable with it now though like it doesn't bother me as long as like I wouldn't want that in public yeah no some people might like lots of affection a ton of validation I do like validation I like compliments but I just think that I don't need it all the time I don't want it all the time Mm. I think being intentional I care about like the intention and the timing of it more than just hearing it often if that makes sense yeah my number one love language is words of affirmation so (laughs) so (laughs) Peyton's people (laughs) yeah but not the the not the physical touch I like actually please get away from me I need I need space oh no if I'm it's you're right it's it's much different when you're in a relationship with somebody you know that you're close with and whatever yeah but like in general even with friends and stuff Mm -hmm. like I remember I don't like I would see a lot of like girls with their friends who were girls that were very like close and like touchy and not in not in a gay way in a platonic way (laughs) and like 
I, I've, I remember like this one specific friends that I had and like, we were friends because we were involved in the same like activities, but she was much more popular than me. And like, I really tried to be friends with her and I liked her, but we definitely were different people. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that like, we danced together. I'll just say that. And like, I remember at the beginning of like dance practice, when we would like wait for our teacher to come in, she would always like sit with like other friends and like, you know, like brush their hair or like, I don't know, like stuff like that, or like have them like sit in her lap or something. And I I know exactly what kind of, no, you know what I'm talking about? No, thank you. Yes. And no, thank you. So there would be times like she was cooler than me. So I definitely kind of wanted to be liked by her in a way. So, you know, I would like sit next to her and she would like braid my hair or like whatever it was. And I would just kind of feel like it, it was it was uncomfortable. It did not come naturally to me. Like I was not the girl that would go around and like holding hands with their friends or like sitting on their friends' laps. I'm like, nope, I like I like having my space. We don't yeah. need to cuddle with one another. No, I like my space. Okay. I like my very bubble. comfortable. There you go. I'm very comfortable in my bubble. My bubble is very nice. Same. Okay, I'm gonna just go straight to it. If you have gross fingernails, get the F away from me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a thing. I don't know what it is. I think that like that's one of the first things I notice about a person is their hands. Regardless mm-hmm. of if I'm attracted to you or not. I don't know. I just always notice it first in a person. And I just it really bothers me when I see anybody that has like dirty fingernails or like if if you're like a if you're a woman and you have like super super long like natural nails not like acrylic nails like Mm -hmm. natural nails sometimes it can gross me out because a lot of times they're not usually super kept up with if you're a man and you have super, super short stubby nails, absolutely not. I'm sorry. I I can't get with it. I don't like it. It bothers me. And it really doesn't matter how attractive the person might be. If their fingernails slash hands are bad, it ruins everything. It does. I don't know why. Just take them to get a manicure. We can fix that. But the nails need to grow out. Sometimes they'll be so short that they're like, like look infected. Do you know what I oh mean? My God. <laughs> oh, and I don't want to sound mean for people that, you know, bite their nails because it's like a nervous thing. I understand that. But like, mm, I don't know. I have a thing against you can control if your fingernails are dirty. You can't. It's called washing your hands, trimming your nails. Sometimes nail fi- uh, nail trimmers even come with a little 
tool where you can clean the dirt underneath your nails and it comes in handy. Yeah, oh you can God. buy those cheap, okay? And it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult. It really bothers me and I don't, and I, I don't like it. There you, go. you don't have to have manicured nails all the time. They just have to be clean, have to look nice and just have a normal length nail. There you Simple. go. Here you go, men. Have a normal length of nails that does not make you feminine. It gives you normal looking hands. <laughs> I'm dead. Sorry, I had okay. to say it. Um, <laughs> switching gears. Um, people who, people for who liking cats is a personality trait. That's, That's so offensive. For me. Just say I you don't like Taylor Swift. That you can like a cat. You cats can be cool. You know, you might like cats. I like. But cats. if it is like a personality trait, and like, you know, just like a hardcore cat person, I don't really like cats. I'm more of a dog person. So I feel like it would kind of give me the ick if somebody was overly obsessed with their cat. Or honestly, honestly. I can expand this. I can make this about pets. People who treat their pets as if they are their literal children. <laughs> you did not birth that yeah, Pomeranian. That's true. They're like, I saw someone I'm, driving in front of me to work the other day that had a bumper sticker that said, I love my grand dog. I was like, what the fuck is that? A grand dog? Look, I follow <laughs> a lot of YouTubers who are really big with their dog. They got the dog strollers. They have the dog grandmas and things like that. And that's great for them. That's fantastic. But if I'm talking to a guy, I, I just, I think it would give me the ick if it was over the top. Love pets, right? I can totally be a pet person. Sort of, not really. I'm really trying my best here to become a pet person. I kind of hate I can animals. Be a dog person. She's I'm not good with animals. I like animals from afar. I think that they're that cute like as long as they're not problem. near me. It animals is. just it don't is. like you. They don't. So anyway, don't blame the animals. I'm not blaming the animal. I'm blaming the owner who treats the animal as if they birthed it. But I do think I... that pets are part of families. And, you know, that's a whole thing. But it's the people who are a little overly invested. There, there's got to be like some sort of line in which you're a normal pet owner and a little bit of an excessive pet owner. I haven't quite figured out where the line is, but I can say that when I see it, it gives me. See, here's the thing, though. You've never had a legitimate pet before, and if you say you're stupid hamster, I'm gonna. <laughs> I had it. a hamster, and no, I had it a died. Fish. No, it's not real. Um, I had fish. No. You you don't understand what it's like to have a legitimate pet and love it so much. You don't know that. I so don't, until but you, I want a dog. Until you experience that, you'll understand why people are so connected to their pets. Oh, my God. I'm going to get a dog and I'm going to become that person. I know. I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel like I would trust a man more if they liked cats more than dogs, and I do like dogs more than cats, but I feel like there's something about that that I think I would trust a man more because of it. I, I think, think a cat that, man gives me super villain vibes. 
Like, what no, are you doing in your evil cat, lair with your evil cat? No, I think a cat, a man that appreciates cats is a man that is, like, I don't want to say a hipster, but, like, he's, like, he's, like, a feminist, and he goes and he, you know, <laughs> like he, cats. he sits down and he, you're, like, oh, what are you reading? And he's, like, oh, you know, this little author called Angela Davis. Oh, my God. That's the vibe I get. You know, I think that, yeah, I don't know. The vibe I get. The jury's still out. I don't know. I could be Cat totally wrong. men. You never know. What about men that love rabbits? Rabbits are creepy, and I stand by this. They have beady eyes and sharp teeth. And while they look cute from afar, as every animal does, I do not want one in my house. No, thank you. You're mean. That's just okay. my theory on all animals. All animals are creepy and scary if they're close. All right. Um, my next ick, I don't really have a lot of commentary on this. It's just kind of how I feel. Uh, if you, and also these are definitely geared towards men. I'm sorry. When I think of icks, I'm envisioning a straight man. And it, that's just <laughs> how it is. Um, okay. Where, what do we got next? <laughs> wears flip-flops with jeans <gasps> no I hadn't thought Gross. about that one but as soon as you said it I understand the vibe I remembered um when Emma Watson she did an interview with Ellen DeGeneres <gasps> yes and yes. she was like Ellen was asking her like the difference between like British guys and American guys and she was like why do all the guys here wear flip-flops with jeans and I was like Yes, Honey. thank you. Someone that is cultured. Someone finally said it. It took Emma Watson mm-hmm. to point that out. And I yeah. agree. Specifically I agree. with jeans, though. I think that has to be like. Yeah, I mean, I don't thing. really like. I don't really like flip flops in general. I don't like wearing flip flops, and I don't. There's so many other types of shoes you could wear. You could wear a sandal. <laughs> I don't know. A slide, a ballet flat. So many options. But like, I don't really love flip flops. Um, Fair, fair. I just don't want to see people's feet. And like, I don't want to stereotype. But I mean, women can have gross feet, that's for sure. But like men, I think, are innately born with grosser feet. And I I don't like it. Okay. That's how I feel. So I don't have anything remotely close to that. But um displaying Legos seems like an ick for me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one piece that you're proud of, fantastic. But I'm not really into the whole having shelves upon shelves of Legos. They're this is very their inner specific. child, McKenna. And I feel like the only reason that I even thought of this is because I've seen people like that on TikTok and they're in very happy, loving relationships and that's great for them. They're just not in happy, loving relationships with me. And that's fine. <laughs> no, do you remember that trend on TikTok that was like, tell me that your boyfriend's <laughs> not gonna cheat on you that's without telling me? And it was all of these men that were like, building legos or had these really niche like hobbies 
Yes. So hobbies, we love hobbies. But I think that the niche hobby of Lego making and specifically displaying all of said Lego creations is a bit of eternal. Okay. Here is mine. Um, an ick for me, which McKenna probably will largely disagree with, is when men are too muscly and and or they make going to the gym a personality trait. I, it, mm, it really rubs me the wrong way. I love how I'm thinking of all these things and relating them to like influencers or people I know. But if anybody knows the Walsh family on YouTube, um, like, and like their whole squad, like, like so many of those family members are like gym rats and they all seem like really nice people. But it's just like, at what point does it become too much? Like, why is your entire life revolving around like, how much muscle you have. There has to be a point when that actually becomes an issue. I just have an issue with that. It's not my vibe. Also the fact that I literally would rather die. I'd rather get Regina George by a bus than go to the gym. The gym is my worst nightmare. A bunch of people in a closed vicinity, like watching you work out, and it has really watching you they're not okay well I feel like everybody is watching me and it makes me feel uncomfortable and yeah and I just and too too much muscle it's not for me personally it doesn't prove anything to me and I'm honestly I truly think that a lot of men believe that that is like the number one thing that women want in a man is like super strong like macho man and I feel like a lot of women would disagree yeah it's not that important yeah so they I feel like those men honestly they do it more to like show off to other men than they do like for other women which is a whole other thing but it's just it's not my vibe find another personality trait other than going to the gym open a book there you go <laughs> um, you're just looking for a very specific kind of guy you know Matthew Gray Googler gives me the ick <laughs> and that sums us up very well oh my god okay um this is more of a turn off than an ick but people who are bad tippers and or are rude to service workers. Yeah. It's just an immediate no from me. I agree. Like, yeah. you are not above anybody. Mm-hmm. You need to treat people, regardless of where they work, with the same level mm-hmm. of respect. And if you can't do that, then that's a problem. Yeah. And then I'm just like personally very big on tipping because I'm a waitress. So, of course, I'm going to be yeah. super big on tipping. 20% minimum. That's that's mm-hmm. it. I don't really have any commentary for that. That is just very basic. Yeah. Turn off, ick, whatever you want to call it. Just something that's, to me, would be yeah, a no. no. That's, that, 
that's also something that's really important to me. I think it says a lot about a person. Like, yeah. And like, that's honestly really good to look out for because a lot of people, like, when they go on first dates, like, they go to restaurants and stuff. And so I feel like it's really telling to see how the person you're with treats service people. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a super easy way to, like, get to know them a little bit and just mm-hmm. be like, hmm, okay. Okay, and I'll throw in one more, which kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning with being overly affectionate. There is such thing as there is such a thing as over communicating. And that would rub me the wrong way. And it goes back to again kind of wanting to have my own space, have my own sense of independence. I feel like I'm not one of those people that wants to be asked where are you going? Who are you with? What are you doing? Where are you going now? How's your day going? Just a million questions. Mm-hmm. I think a check-in here and there is fantastic, but I I don't want to know every single detail about the other person's day, nor do I think that they should want to or need to know every single detail of mine. And so mm-hmm. that would be like a turn-off. Again, I don't really know what's called yeah. this one, but that would be something yeah that I wouldn't like somebody that's like really clingy or codependent clingy that's the word clingy like please don't check my location and be like why are you at Target yeah literally what what Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so I guess once again those are our two cents yes nobody asked for it (laughs) nobody asked anyway there you go So Mm -hmm. if you lean more towards Peyton, if you lean more towards me, or if you're somewhere in the middle, feel free to let us know. We would love to know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, again, we kind of went for a more light episode this week just because of everything. It it was kind of nice. It's been nice to kind of take a step back, be a little bit more Mm lighthearted. Obviously, there's still a ton of craziness happening, but Hopefully this was a little escape for you. Made you smile this week. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, as always, follow us on Instagram at notagirlbosspod and on TikTok at notagirlboss underscore underscore. Um, Peyton made a really cute book talk that kind of blew up a little bit. So shout out to her. Um, Yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.